Good morning, ladies. All right, Proverbs 16.3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Amen? All right, let's pray. Oh, Father God, I just, uh, I come to you with great expectations. Lord, I thank you for, uh, for all that you do in our lives. Um, especially the things that, uh, we don't understand. In Jesus' name and all God's ladies said. Alright. I sound like really loud to me. So, um, so we're going to do a little bit of an exercise this morning, and it's, uh, if you can, if you have the ability, would you rise to your feet? You can if you want to, but it's not a necessary part of this exercise. And if you can, if you have the ability, could you breathe in deeply? And exhale. All right. What we were all just blessed and able to do is a gift from the Lord God Almighty. You can be seated. So here we are. All of us together, and I am so glad to be home. And I know that this is not my permanent home, but as far as temporary dwellings and and, um, happenings go, it is a good one. And uh, sometimes you don't. You don't realize what you got going on until you have to give it up for a little bit. So 48 hours I touched back down on SoCal soil and... um, and the last week has been a little bit difficult for me and on many different levels. I was uh, called out to a missionary trip. So seven of us went out and we traveled 1,400 miles with one message to be hand delivered. And that is, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Spoken there in Joel chapter 2. Joel Chapter 2, verse 32, and again in Romans, chapter 10, 13. I, um, I have a cousin that um, is, uh, is in desperate need of the Lord and, and, um, and of a new way, of a better way, of, of a chance to live life abundantly. And... Uh, and it resonates with me because when we were younger, we used to run amok together. And I've lived that way. And now I live this way. And um, and so if you would keep her in prayer. But through that trip, I um, I do believe that the Lord sent me out not only to take that message to her, but to some other family members and and for myself to be reminded of how great our God is and, and how really blessed I am to, to live the life that I live because by the grace of God go I. And um, anyways, yes, if you would keep her in prayer and keep my family in prayer, I would, I would appreciate it. 
so I had all that going on and I had some some things with my family here going on and and um and I'm a I'm a wife and a mama and a sister and a a worker and and just all of these things that I do and and so when I'm absent which it doesn't happen very often and I was to be absent but just for the weekend I was to go to to a retreat with some of the ladies and but it turned it out to be an extensive trip and and so when I'm absent different people have to fill in the voids of the things that I do I mean I'm not that I'm so great but there is certain duties that I perform and um, so uh, the Lord work some of that out and some of it um you know the lord is not done with us yet praise god we have him so while i'm gone and all that is going on and i have some stuff in my household going on then you all go and chase away my pastor and his wife (laughs) and i am like what the heck you know, and I'm trying to explain to my family, and you know, a few of them go to church, but they go like to a big, huge church that has like four services. And you know, here, if if somebody says, "Oh, I go to Calvary Chapel Running Springs," or somebody down the hill has family in Running Springs, chances are I know them. Chances are you've seen them in the post office. So my family down there cannot comprehend the impact that all this has you know and just the what ifs and and you know and 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 maybes and you know and and I'm over there but I'm worried about you all and um but that's another blessing that we are intricate and we are parts of each other's lives and and we have history together even though you know I've fought with a couple of you and I've made up with a couple of you and and you know, but that's all part that's all part of being a family, you know. And, you know, I, I have my family out there that, that doesn't know me that well and I have my family at home and then I have my family by the blood of Jesus right here and and praise God for that also. So here we are. Um we are meant to grow in faith and knowledge, to trust God more because we know Him better. And if there's anything we pull from this experience, and if there's anything that I can pull from that experience, is that He's not gonna He's not gonna leave us hanging. He's He's gonna show up in a mighty way, and it's gonna be really good, you know. And for Jeff and Connie too, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. It's probably going to be really sad without me, but, you know, you can come back and visit. You know where to find me. All right. Oh, and you can visit some of these guys, too. Crack myself up. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's the town meeting hall, huh? So don't be scared. God is with us. Joshua 1, 6 through 9 repeated in Deuteronomy 31:6, 1 Chronicles 28:20. 20. It says it through and through and through. Joshua 1 uh, verse 6 says, "Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give to give them." Be strong and very courageous. 
Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. As we serve an omnipresent God, He is with us wherever we go and wherever we stay. Book of Nehemiah, chapter 7. And so the beginning of the chapter, the perimeter is secured. God's people are further instructed to take an active role in their community. And I was speaking with, with Ruth this morning and, and um, just, you know, the, the, the Lord is integrated into every part of what I do anymore. And it's not foreign to me, like it comes natural to me. And so in dealing with my cousins that I see maybe on occasion for a visit and I see them at Christmas and, and um, just occasionally, they know me as the baby. And they don't know me as as my day today 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 like you all do, you know. And you know, once there was something because it was kind of rural out there, and they were like, "Oh, I don't know if I could handle this," you know. And and um, where my cousin lives, it's a way out of town, and it takes a little bit to get to get there. And they're like, "Well, what do you do if there's not a Target right down the street?" And you know, and I'm thinking. You know, my life, I like it. I like it that I can go down the road and see a deer. And I like it that I can walk outside and, you know, have rocks right there to throw with boo-boo. And and I just, I like everything about where the Lord has me right here. And so, um, and we have such a strong sense of community here. Even when when the kids were were younger and and I was in PTA and you didn't necessarily have to be a believer to show up and and get your hands dirty and and do a little something for the betterment of the kids and the betterment of the community and that's been through and through. I talked with a gal a while back and and her husband had gotten this was before my time even he got sick with cancer and even the fireside had a fundraiser because he was out of work, you know. And that's community. Not that I'm promoting the fireside in any way, shape, or form. But I'm saying that's community and that's what we have. And that's what, that's what this was all about. Gathering the people back in and giving them a sense of family, of ownership, of, of um, let's do it. We can do this together. And so when I was talking with Ruth this morning, my first thought when I heard that, that Jeff and Connie were, were going on to, uh, to South Bay is, okay, Leanne, time to bump it up, you know, because as it was with my family, I wasn't here for a week, and they all had to pick up the pieces. 
There's so many things that Connie does. There's so many things that Jeff does. And it's going to take plenty of us to come alongside and give it a go to keep, you know, to keep this place where we gather to speak the name of the Lord and to impart the word of the Lord. We're going to have to bump it up a notch, you know, not just me because I'm just a girl. But all of us, all of us have something to offer. And so keep that in mind wherever we go, you know, to the post office. You know, a little smile goes a long ways. So then, here in in chapter 7, they had a census. And this census is also recorded in the book of Ezra, chapter 2, verse 2 through 70. And there is a discrepancy of 29 people between the two lists. Um, it was interesting while I was gone, I have a cousin that's really in the genealogy and family trees and, and things like that. And she was saying, um, even trying to find some information on, on my dad's side, um, there was lists. And she said sometimes the census people would go out and um, because there was names that sounded similar, and sometimes even in the writing, to be able to read the writing, there was little quirky things like, um, you know, of course, America, we're a mosh pause. But if, if, you know, if you were to tell somebody, my name is Dr. Popolos, you know, and, you know, that census taker was like, Dr. Wadawa, you know, would just write something down so that they could go on and do their jobs. I'm sure Teresa didn't do anything like that because she's very thorough. But I'm sure that... Along the way, sometimes along the way, either in the hearer or in the speaker, there are discrepancies. And that happens even in our normal everyday conversation. And so I do believe that that's what happened here. I read a couple of different commentaries on why that would happen. But that's the train of thought that I went with just just because. And this gathering and repositioning... People promoted a new national identity. It gave the people a sense of belonging. And isn't it wonderful to belong? You know. And it raised money. So because, you know, we we tithe. You know, I, I have a couple of different, you know, I, I Compassion um, International and Air One. But we also, we, we tithe to our home church. And so that's what happened with these people. Now they're here and now they're gathered and their funding is going for the betterment of the community. And so a whole lot of things happen with that, with that sentence and gathering. In 773, everybody settles in. And so now they've, they've done their work and, and they've been brought in and it's who's who and, and this is where you came from and this is who you are and they settle in. But then they're told, you know, this is a, a temporary thing. Don't rebuild your houses and, and we're going into this feast, right? To this festival. And so then we are in Nehemiah chapter 8. The people gather as one in the town square. I know every once in a while for us, sometimes we gather here. Or I've gathered in town for the lighting of the Christmas tree. Or we've gathered in the park for a movie. Or we've gathered at the camp. We're going to gather for the for the Good Friday service, and so these people also gathered. It's good to get together, but sometimes it's good to go home, you know. But these guys they gathered together. Okay, Ezra read from the 
from the law of Moses. The people worshipped standing up, then bowing face down. And um, the Levites better translated what was read, perhaps from Hebrew to Aramaic. And we were speaking this morning. There had been a long period of time that the people had been exiled. And so different languages, different um, customs. When you're in a when you're in a strange land, you know what do they say? When in Rome, do as the Romans, right? And so you lose a little bit of what is 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 customary. And so they have to be there. The people were totally open; their hearts were open to hear the, to hear the law of Moses as it was spoke to them. But maybe they didn't get the gist. You know, I know sometimes with me, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for a little bit, but sometimes I'm reading stuff and I'm like, "Kike," you know. And and I have to get deeper into it or I have to read a commentary or, you know, I have to have it explained to me. And and so this is what it happened. This is what was going on right there. But they were open to it. Their hearts were open and they were excited about it. And and that was a good thing. I mean, it's it's when when you're talking to people that don't want to hear what you have to say, then there's troubles. From Hebrew, and the people were moved emotionally, so they all start bawling, right? And who here has ever bawled about anything to do with the Lord? I mean, it's, it's like I bawl over puppy dogs, you know. A few years back, I had a heart attack, and and um, and I found after that, like I bawl over things, you know, even watching like cartoons. you know, and just things, you know, things that that are that are triggers for me. That maybe you know doesn't mean nothing to the person next to me, but you know I'm I'm emotional, and the Lord's made us that way. We're we're emotional care. You know, He says that we, we we're a reflection of Him, and so the people were moved because you know they had to be exhausted. You know, there was all this spiritual warfare coming out of them, and, and this is physical work. You know, you get you, you physical work, and you're emotionally and spiritually and everything and everything and everything drained. And they get moved. They're hearing the, the, the Word of God. Some of them might not, not even understand it in its entirety. But they were emotionally moved, you know. And I cry over VeggieTales sometimes. So I'm sure that they, they had something going on here. Are you going to throw me under the bus? Yeah, yeah. I do, man. They get me. I laughed. I cried. It really moved me, Bob. Yeah. Um, uh, they are told to rejoice. They're told, you know, don't be downhearted. This is a happy thing. And um, but I don't know about you, but sometimes I cry tears of joy too. Like when I'm so relieved, or you know, uh, Matthias was born a few years ago. Ooh, I was bawling like a stinking baby, you know. And you know, just different things that happen in life and. And um, um, and this is their reintroduction to the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. So a lot going on in these two last chapters, a lot going on in the last eight chapters. And the book of Ezra and Nehemiah were formally counted as one. The exile and return of the Hebrew nation 
was predicted in the book of Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, the book of Daniel, and a, and a few others. Tabernacle means to appear before the Lord in a place that he chooses. And I found a little definition of what the Feast of Tabernacles is. Okay, the Feast of Tabernacles begins and ends with the special Sabbath day of rest. I like rest. How about you guys? After all this, I'm going to rest. Um, in the dentist chair. That doesn't make any sense. Anyways, I'll be laying down. I'll be a little bit nervous though. Okay, during the days of the feast, all native Israelites were to dwell in booths or tents, temporary um, dwelling places, not a, a big house, to remind them that God delivered them out of the land of Egypt and to look forward to the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ, who would deliver his people from bondage of sin. That happened for many, to anybody here? Anybody been delivered? (laughs) All right. This feast, like all the feasts of Israel, consistently reminded the Jews and should remind Christians as well that God has promised to deliver his people from the bondage of sin and deliver them from their enemies. Does everybody know that we are victors? Are victorious. Would we be victorious? Because a victor is a guy, right? Anyways, he's won the war. We still have battles, but he has won the war. And I wish I would have read this like halfway through my Topeka, Kansas trip when I was over there in the jungle, jungles of Topeka. But we are victors. He has, he goes before us and he's going, he's behind us and he protects us. And we got to be the hands and feet sometimes and we get tired and we get worn out. And we get spent, but it's going to be okay because God's word says so. And that's what I stand on. Sorry, I got on a, got on a little soapbox there. Okay. This feast, like all other feasts of Israel, consistently reminded the Jews and should remind Christians as well that God has promised to deliver his people from bondage and sin and deliver them from their enemies part of God's deliverance for the Israelites and his provision and protection for them for the 40 years they wandered in the wilderness cut off from the promised land the same holds true for Christians today God protects us and provides for us as we go through life in the wilderness of this world while our hearts long for the promised land or heaven and to be in the presence of God he preserves us in this world as well as we await the world to come and the redemption that will come when Jesus Christ returns again to tabernacle or dwell amongst us in bodily form Amen All right, so just a little recap of what we've learned so far in Nehemiah. Nehemiah prayed, and then he prepared, and then he prayed, and then he planned, and then he prayed, and then he worked, and then he gathered the family together, and he prayed, 
And then he helped them recommit and he prayed. And so I'm excited to see what we're going to learn from the next couple of chapters. But for now, that's all I got. So let's let's close in prayer and then I have a little announcement because I forgot at the beginning. Father God, Lord, thank you so much that um, that your word is alive and it's it's living and that uh, thank you for leaving the Holy Spirit with us that we're never alone. Lord, I thank you for my family here. I thank you for my sisters that um, are faithful to pray for me. I thank you for coming home to smiling faces and people that wave and uh, hills and trees, Lord, just all of your creation. Lord, I pray as Jeff and Connie go out that uh, that they will have a little piece of you with them and that they will have people that love them just as much where they go as they do here. In Jesus' name, amen.